I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 155, and it's another edition of our revisited series. Uh, Beginning back on episode 105, I've been dedicating an episode every few months uh, to just taking another look at one of the games we talked about back in the infant days of the podcast. And it's not a slight on the guests from those episodes. All of those guests have basically come on and done another episode about a different game. Um, We just have a better grip on what we're doing now. I feel like the show's a little bit better quality. I don't suck quite as bad at this. I like to think these are like if The Simpsons decided it could redo season one. That's what we're doing. Every once in a while, we're just redoing an episode from season one. Um, In the past, we revisited Super Mario World, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, GoldenEye 007, Super Mario RPG, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, which, by the way, if you only write the initials, is TMNT Tit. I I learned that today when I did my notes. Uh, And this time around, obviously, we're talking Super Freaking Mario Kart, one of those rare games where I feel like it's just safe to assume practically everyone listening to the podcast has played it Uh, and you all know how much i adore mario kart this is where it all began this is hollow ground i'm excited is it hollow or hollowed hollowed ground Uh, my guest this week returning to remember the game by popular request is my buddy kate uh she fought or pardon me she brought the heat fought the heat well 
<laughs> if you live in Edmonton or anywhere on the West Coast right now, you are fighting the heat. But she brought the heat yet again. Uh, and we had almost as much fun talking about Mario Kart as it is to actually play it, man. It was a lot of fun this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, remembering that feeling of getting creamed with a red shell. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking uh, of feeling like you just got hit by a red shell. it Or should it be feeling like you just got creamed? No. Yeah, kids listen. We better go with you got hit by a turtle shell. Yeah, feeling like you got hit by a turtle shell. We better do that. Uh, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Thank you very much for listening. Consider this your warning. Our intros have gotten fairly long, but uh, they're fun. There's lots of video game talk and stuff, good times. You know what our intro is? It is like the 50cc races that you have to do on every Mario Kart game before the shit gets crazy and you get to like the actual you know, 150 and the fun ones. You got to play through the 50s. That's what the intro is. We're the 50s. Uh, we have merchandise. I plug it every week. We have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, all rocking the sweet Remember the Game art, hand-drawn by my good man Joe over at 4545creative.com. And uh, dude, if you're interested in supporting us, it's a great way to support the show. And we actually have a few ideas in the pipeline for some new art, some really exciting shit kind of coming uh, in, the, in, in not in the immediate future, but in the, in the, in the upcoming future. Uh, I posted a preview of something that Joe is working on on our social media this week. It fucking blew up. People loved it. Uh, d- dude is so talented. So if you're interested in following Joe um, and checking out some of his art, you can find him at Gillespie Draws. Uh, or at 4545creative.com. And you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com. And of course, the cheapest, easiest way, well, I guess the cheapest way to support us is to just not tell us we suck online, but the cheapest way to support us financially is via our Patreon. We have 325 hot dogs and growing, which is awesome. Uh, And they often refer to us as the Game Pass of podcasts because there's so goddamn much content over there, which warms my heart. I love that comment. Uh, For only two bucks US per month, you get a whole bunch of stuff. Plus you get two additional podcasts every week, two every week you get exclusive access to both my gaming news show game patch every friday morning and my gaming discussion show expansion pass every sunday morning as well as instant access to dozens and dozens almost a hundred i think there's probably about a hundred bonus podcasts over there now every old episode and they're all downloadable right onto your phone just like this one super easy super fun blah 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 um This past Sunday on Expansion Pass, our Patreons actually picked the topic we were going to talk about, and it was my personal favorite episode of Expansion Pass, I think, and it was, I named my game of the year for every year from 1985 to 2020, and that was, it was a lot of fun to do, Uh, and as is becoming tradition, here is a quick sneak peek of last Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, my games of the years, I guess you'd call it. Nineteen ninety. Here now again, much like eighty nine, you can see where the NES, like that trajectory is just now the NES is fucking on just balls to the wall. It is flying. Listen to the list of nominees for my nineteen ninety game of the year. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Doctor Mario, DuckTales, Mega Man three, Super Mario Brothers three, Super C or Super Contra. Wow. And like you can see how the quality's improving already. And that's that's why I wanted to do this year by year by year and only take a minute or two per year. You can just see the evolution of gaming and like, dude, what a year, 1990. 
That's like six fucking Chippendale, DuckTales, Dr. Mario, Mega Man 3, Super Mario 3, Super C. That's six of my favorite NES games of all time. All in 12 months. So that was last Sunday's episode, and now for this week's episode, uh, I'm going to review Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart for the PlayStation 5. And as always with my reviews, it's going to be 100% spoiler-free. I do usually show a th- or throw a short spoiler cast in at the end of the episode, but I warn you like a hundred times, I play music before it gets there, like you're going to have a good minute, minute and a half to stop the podcast before the spoilers start. So you can listen to it absolutely uh, worry-free. I won't ruin anything for you, okay? So that's coming this Sunday. And again, two bucks gets you all the old episodes, plus all the future episodes, plus access to our Discord, the chance to vote on our Patreon poll, the ability to submit comments to be read on any of our podcasts, and you get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name, just like I'm about to do to What Great Gaming, our latest Patreon supporter. So thank you very much, WGG. Uh, and thank you, everybody. Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. And listen, I... I know I plug the Patreon every week. It it is how we pay for this podcast, but um, I take a lot of pride in warning people to wait until the beginning of the month. Like, to, if you're listening to this the day this episode went live, it's June thirtieth. Don't sign up today because you'll get charged today. You'll get charged again tomorrow on July first. They charge you at the beginning of the month and then the day you sign up. So, like the first, second, third of the month is the best time to sign up because you get a full month of perks. Two bucks. Our Patreon poll goes live in the first week of the month, and then you have a month to decide if this is worth two dollars of your money, or you can get out and just listen to all the old episodes once. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so yeah, best time to sign up. So thank you all, and thank you all because like I'm not kind of funny. I'm not last stand media. I have I don't have thousands and thousands of Patreon supporters. I'm just an idiot in his spare bedroom that likes to talk about video games. So I'm humbled and grateful for all the support. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a P.O. box. You can find the full address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. And I plug that this week because I actually got a really dope gift from Adam Anderson, a longtime hot dog. It is a copy of the God of War collection for PlayStation 3, which is God of War 1 and 2. I don't review every game that I get as a gift on the podcast because I just, then people will just send me every game ever made. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that I don't like it when people send me games because I'm very appreciative. It's very generous of you. But I always feel bad taking it. Like, it's just... It's not necessary. I appreciate it. I just always feel so... I'm like, dude, I don't I don't want you guys spending your money on me like that. But I'm grateful for this. And I know God of War, particularly the first one, is a game that people have been asking for and remember the game forever. I'm quite confident that game is going to find its way onto an episode of the show down the road. So thank you very much, Adam. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitch. My schedule is pretty fucked up now. So your best bet is to just follow me. Remember the game over on Twitch.tv. It's completely free. And uh, it'll just tell you when I log in and you can come by and hang out and break my balls while I suck at video games. And it's lots of fun. There you go. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you with Blowing in the Cartridge, our official opening segment for the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. (laughs) So uh, let's blow. And I'm going to start with one from Troy, who wrote here and said, uh, wrote in here and said, Hey, Adam, why is the banter at the beginning of most retro gaming podcasts just absolute ass? <laughs> I just, that made me laugh. Uh, you seem to have found a way to make the intro just as good as the topic everyone clicked the play button to hear. Did that 
all just evolve naturally without much thought and by pure luck? Or did you put a thought, a lot of thought and time into crafting the infamous intro? Uh, well, th- tr- tor- okay. So if you don't often listen to the show, I don't read every comment people write in where they say something nice about me because I don't want this to become blowing myself. Uh, and sucking my own dick for the entire intro. But once in a while, I like to read a nice comment. And that one was a nice comment. Plus, you're right. There are some retro gaming podcasts where the intro was absolute ass. Um, And to answer your question, Troy, I didn't put any time into planning it. Absolutely none. For anyone that's listened to any of the old episodes of the show, we never even used to have an intro. And then it just kind of evolved. And uh, I just like to talk. And I love to talk about video games. And once we developed a Patreon community where people were writing in comments, and I was like, well... Now, why just listen to me talk when I could talk about the stuff you guys want to talk about? So it's, it kind of just grew on its own. But thank you. I, I take a lot of pride in the infamous intro. And remember, we went through a phase where I was like, fuck, is it too long? Are people going to get mad? And then I was like, fuck, they can just skip it if they want. I, Yeah. So thanks a lot, Troy. I, I appreciate that. It was very nice. Uh, I'm in a good mood today. It's hot as fuck here. I'm recording this at 930 in the morning. I usually do these in the evening. Uh, or late afternoon at least. But I'm in a good mood today, so I'm going to rip through a whole bunch of questions. I'm going to try to get through as many as I can because we're getting so many every week now. And we got a bunch of non-gaming related questions this week, so I'm going to bomb through them really fast and then we'll close it out with some video game talk because uh, I know not everyone here is interested in sports and stuff like that. So I'm going to rip through these, I promise. Um, let's go. Oh, so my favorite hockey team is the Montreal Canadiens and they're in the Stanley Cup final right now, which if you don't know anything about hockey, which is basically like the the NHL championship, it's the NHL Super Bowl. It's a best of seven series and Montreal is there for the first time since 1993. So it's a big deal. It's been a long time. I'm super excited. Some of you sent in well wishes that really meant a lot to me. Mercury869 wrote in and said, Hey buddy, I'm not talking gaming this week. Instead, let's discuss those Habs. I didn't expect them to beat Winnipeg or Vegas, but here they are. Let me just say that I'm actually on board with this typically i'd hope for the loss but those no good cheaters in tampa bay don't deserve to win they're 18 million dollars over the salary cap that's some bs and i hope the habs serve them up some karma yeah so quickly if you don't know the nhl has a salary cap montreal is playing the tampa bay lightning in the stanley cup final who i actually like too i I like tampa bay a lot they're the defending stanley cup champions they're very good uh, but they are substantially over the salary cap because they had some star power that was on their injured reserve list for the whole season. And if you're if you're injured, uh, you don't count toward the salary cap. But then in the playoffs, because they were still on the roster, salary cap goes out the window, they could bring them back up, and now they're over the salary cap. And it, it is a little shady. I agree with that. It is a little shady. Uh, but I'm excited too, so thanks, Mercury. Wolfgang Darren wrote in and said, So, what are we going to do when Montreal wins the cup? Like, I'm filled with a knot in my stomach because it's been so long, and unlike previous times where we should have won, we got beat. Now it just feels like a dream. I don't want to wake up. It does feel like a dream, Darren. And admittedly, like, so last night was game one, and they got stomped 5-1. to one. But they are the underdog. You, they weren't going to beat Tampa Bay in four. Like, if they're going to win this series, it's going to go six or seven games. So hopefully they readjust, they quit turning the fucking puck over, and they show up for game two, which will be tomorrow night, Thursday night. But, uh, yeah, I'm I, so many Montreal Canadian fans are fucking excited, man. It's been a long time, almost 30 years. So, God, I, if they can just win four of their next six games, if they can just win this series, I promise I will never ask for anything in sports again. I promise. This will be the last thing I ever beg for in sports. Just let them win the Stanley Cup. Now, the Euro came up last week, too, which is, I don't know, fuck all about soccer, for the record. Nothing. I thought the guy's name was Christian Aldo Ronaldo for a long time. It's a joke with some of my friends. So, please, I got some shit here for some of my takes on the Euro last week. Lord Finnish wrote in and said, First, I want to thank you for supporting Finland. 
in Euro this year. We scored one goal in the tournament, which was nice. <laughs> I love it. And I can promise you the whole city of Finland is supporting the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final. After all, it's the official Finn team of the NHL. Goddamn right. I love Finland. Longtime captain of the Montreal Canadiens, my favorite hockey player of all time. Saku Koivu is Finnish. And uh, he's my hero. I say that without like any sarcasm. He's he beat cancer and came back. He kept playing hockey, and he's like just the classiest guy. He is my hero. So I have a saw. I love Finland. Uh, so that's awesome. One goal in the tournament. Fuck yeah! And because last week someone wrote in and said, "Who am I cheering for in the Euro?" And I said, "Canada or Finland?" And apparently Finland scored one goal. And I guess Canada's not in the Euro. Uh, Dan Taylor wrote in and said, can we have a collective face palm for Adam asking if Canada is in the Euro in the last episode? That's almost grounds for the hot dogs to form a revolt and put your ass on triple secret probation. And, uh, that's fair. I don't know. I, I don't know anything. I'm sorry. I don't know. I guess it is Euro. So I guess that would make sense why Canada wouldn't be in the Euro, but Canada's good at soccer. We have what's, uh, Christina Sinclair, Christine, Christina Sinclair. She's a beast. We're good at soccer. We we play. Uh, and so apparently I'm on triple secret probation. And on the topic of probation, Tom Danks wrote in and said, at the risk of being put on double secret probation, I got to ask, what is double secret probation? Tom, you don't want to fucking know. And for anyone that's newer to our show, anyone that writes in and cheats at like play one, remake one, erase one, which is the next segment we have coming up, or just says something completely blasphemous, you get put on double secret probation. And I have a list, and the list is like homer's revenge list fucking long it is a mile but once you get on double secret probation it is almost fucking impossible to get off and let me just say you don't ever want to get on double double secret probation that's that's when people start disappearing you don't want to you don't want that to fucking happen tom so you're not on double secret probation for asking but you're on secret probation so fucking straighten up and fly right tom danks um, Eden awaits 1981 wrote in and said here in the city of great Britain, IPA and craft beers have become pretty popular over the last 10 years or so. I love a good ale. What kind of beers do you get down your neck? And do you have any favorites? Um, you know what? It's, I don't know if it's been over the last 10 years or so, but, um, yeah, IPAs and craft beers have become a pretty big deal over here too. And I actually love, like my girlfriend has always been an IPA fan and I wasn't for a while. Uh, I just liked like, I, I like MGD. I don't know if that's like a global brand or if that's just here in Canada, but that was probably my favorite, like big brand beer. Uh, but I've really gotten into IPAs and craft beers as well. I really like analog brewing here in Edmonton. They're delicious. And, um, there's another one. What's it called? Best, best, ah, fuck. I'm sorry. Something at a, it's a, it's a local, it's a craft brewery out of Calgary. It's an IPA. It's like in a green and black can that I really, really like as well. Uh, yeah, I've grown quite uh, fond of craft beers just taste better. Like the local breweries, like the big mass produced stuff, like I can still drink MGD, but it's like water now. Like I want that, I want that, I want some flavorful fucking local beers. So uh, yeah, IPA is actually probably my favorite beer now as well. I love IPAs, they're delicious. Uh, and Murat Pepper wrote in and said, Hi Adam, how are things in your city? Is everyone doing good and is the comedy business booming again? I hope you're all doing well and the COVID shenanigans end soon. Uh, Murat, they are lifting all the restrictions in Edmonton and in Alberta as of, uh, tomorrow, Canada day, July 1st. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be tomorrow. Or maybe it happened a long time ago. If you're listening to this in the future, um, we're all a little, I don't know if we're all a little, I'm a little nervous about it, but at the same time, like it's been a year and a half. 
I get my second shot today, actually, June 30th. The day you guys are hearing this, I get my second vaccine. And I know some of you outside of Canada might be like, holy fuck, what took you so long? Uh, they're still just rolling that out here. We, we're, we're a little bit slower than everybody else. Because uh, they had to get the vaccines past the polar bears and the beavers. That's the problem. Uh, plus, we all thought that maple syrup would fix the vac- would just fix COVID, and it didn't work. Um, but things are good here. It's fucking hot. Comedy is starting to come back. It's the beginning of summer. Um, and it sounds like we're all going to be allowed to do stuff again soon. So yeah, things are good. I'm in a good fucking mood today, man. I'm feeling great. Okay. Thank you for asking. So a couple of quick video game questions now. And if, again, if you're new to the show, I don't always go that off topic and blowing in the cartridge. I usually do one or two, but I just, I don't know. I felt like talking today, but we'll get into video games now. Get the show back on track. Titan 420 wrote in and said, like many others, I am disappointed in your ignorance of Dragon Ball, <laughs> especially since one of your favorite RPGs ever is the original Dragon Quest. Akira... Toriyama is the man who does all the artwork for every Dragon Quest game, who's also who wrote the original 42 volumes of the Dragon Ball manga. Holy fuck. Uh, Anyway, when are you going to do an episode on Dragon Quest, a.k.a. Dragon Warrior, as you like to call it? Well, it is what it's called. On the NES, it's Dragon Warrior. I know it's Dragon Quest, but it was Dragon Warrior. And for the record, that is the only Dragon Quest game I have played is the original Dragon Warrior. And before you all write in and yell at me and say, I got to play more Dragon Quest, I've talked about this. I don't play a ton of, I'm very picky with my RPGs. I don't play a ton. They look good. I have no problem with them. Oh, and I've played Dragon Quest Builders too, which is fucking rad. But uh, absolutely. I don't know when, but uh, I, I, my goal is by the end of 2021, we've covered the original Dragon Warrior on the podcast because I love that fucking game. So it is coming. I promise. Dragon Ball, not so much. I don't think I'm ever going to get into Dragon Ball. Uh, Ryan Groinus wrote in and said, Now, I know I have the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia on when it comes to retro games, but using my emulator and modified Genesis slash SNES minis, I don't remember them looking so choppy. I'm sure it has to do with modern TVs and HDMI. So my question to anyone who can help is, is there a resolution setting and maximum TV size you guys find is best for playing emulators slash retro consoles on modern technology? Thanks in advance. Um, now I'm not the guy to answer this, Ryan, because I am the fact that I'm able to get this, this audio file onto the internet every week is a miracle beyond miracles. I know nothing about tech. Now I will say I have my NES, SNES, PlayStation and Genesis minis all sitting there under my TV. They may or may not have been modified a little bit as well. And I play them on my modern television and I don't think they, they look too bad. They're squished. Obviously they don't go widescreen. Um, Although, fuck, I, didn't, I wasn't able to read it this week. Uh, but so, and my apologies, because I could find it if I go look, but I don't have it right in front of me. One of you wrote in and said there's like a hacked version of Super Mario World where it's widescreen. I have not tried it yet, but that sounds dope, and I'm going to try it. Uh, but most of the time, it's in that square, like that 4 by 3 resolution, and the sides are just empty, and it seems to run pretty well. But I do know that's an issue with some people. So my suggestion, Ryan, because you wrote this in, you're obviously on Patreon. Uh, if you're not already over there, go into our Discord and post it in there. We have all kinds of nerds in our Discord. I'm sure somebody could help you out because I'm not entirely sure myself. But thank you for writing it. And finally, we'll wrap up its letter, or pardon me, well, fuck, I screwed that up. We'll wrap up blowing in the cartridge with its letter time, its letter time. And this week's letter comes in from Daniel, which says, question or your opinion, what's your take on a subscription-based service as a whole? You said it's the way gaming is going, and I agree with you 100%. So I took a look at Ubisoft's subscription-based service because I really want to play the Assassin's Creed games. I own Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my PS4, but I really want to play it on my laptop. Some games I really prefer to play on my laptop. I took a look at Steam to see how much it would cost to buy Odyssey. It was 80 bucks. 
too much, I thought. But then I thought about Ubisoft, and for 20 bucks a month, I can play every Assassin's Creed game, including Valhalla. Plus, they're all gold editions or the deluxe versions. I just think it's better bang for my buck. Plus, if I beat them fast enough, I just saved hundreds of dollars. I know 20 bucks a month seems like a lot, but I don't think it is. Plus, you get the Far Cry games. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about the Ubisoft subscription. Do you think it has value? And I also think people need to start thinking about subscription-based services for gaming, because that could very well be the future of the business in the next 10 years or so. So a couple people wrote in about subscription-based services. Um, someone wrote in asking if I thought PS Now needed to step their game up. And yes, I've been incredibly vocal about PlayStation Now. I, I think the idea is cool, but I think the service is not nearly good enough. Um, I absolutely think subscription-based services is the, is, is the gaming of the future. At some point, we're just going to dedicate an episode of Expansion Pass to this because we talk about this all the time. I am a long-time card-carrying member. I think subscription-based services are the way of the future. I think that's the way gaming is going. It's the way I want to play games. Having said that, I was incredibly critical of Ubisoft Plus a few weeks ago on our E3 review because I was like, how can you charge more than Game Pass for a slight fraction of the content Game Pass has for Ubisoft? But the reason I read your comment, Daniel, is I thought you actually brought up a good point. I personally... I think I, I look at Ubisoft Plus and I'm like, I am not giving you $20 a month for that because I don't care about the Assassin's Creed games. Really, the only thing Ubisoft makes is that I'm interested in is Mario Rabbids, which I'm going to buy, and then the Far Cry games. But the thing is, I think for most people, be it PlayStation Now, be it Game Pass, be it Ubisoft Plus, be it EA Play, be it whatever, insert your subscription service of choice here. I think you need to take a look at the content for yourself and decide is it worth, I don't, is it worth your money? I don't think it's worth writing any of them off without looking at it. Because you bring up... A, Daniel, you're totally right. If it's 80 bucks to buy Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey, you said it was $80 to buy Odyssey. Um, or you can pay 20 bucks a month, get all the Assassin's Creeds, plus all their DLC and everything. And so if it's $80 for Odyssey, you could get four months of Ubisoft Plus for that. How many games could you play in the four months? As long as you don't care about... The only reason to go against these subscription services, in my opinion, is if you prefer to own your media physically or digitally or whatever, if you like to own the game itself, which, you know, hey, cheers, do yourself, do, do whatever you want to do. But um, if you don't think that subscription services are the way gaming is going, I present Netflix as exhibit A. I present Spotify and Apple Music as exhibit B. There's all you can read book or like Kobo now for like 10 bucks a month. That is the way gaming is going. Um, will you always be able to buy a copy of a game? I think at least for the rest of this generation, you'll certainly be able to. But I'm in the same logic as you, Daniel. Like I would rather pay for four months of the subscription service than buy one video game. Uh, especially if the one video game I wanted to buy is included in that subscription service that I just bought four months of. So I still don't think Ubisoft Plus is worth my money, but you have kind of 180 me on it. Um, and frankly, I think I'm going to apply your logic to PlayStation Now as well. I've always been critical of PlayStation Now. I don't see enough in there to justify me giving them my money. But I think it has to be a player-by-player -player basis. I think you should have a look at what's in that subscription service model and, and then decide. And Daniel, like what you just said is my sales pitch for Game Pass too. Like why buy Gears 5 when you could get three months of Game Pass, get Gears 5, and get hundreds of other games? Why buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey when for 80 bucks you could get four months of it plus every other Assassin's Creed game? Um, I think there's arguments on both sides, but I, you, you made a great point, and I love subscription gaming, and I absolutely think it's the wave of the future, and I welcome it. I can't, just like... Um, no, never mind. Well, I'll just we'll, we'll end it there. I, I, I love it. I think, it's, I think subscription gaming is awesome. I fucking adore it. 
Love it. I yeah, fucking can't. Dude, honestly, if PlayStation Now is a better service, if Nintendo had a better because right now they have NES and SNES online, but I wish they would just add tons of their games to it, but they won't because they sell so well. I would be willing to pay literally $25 a month for Game Pass, $25 a month for PlayStation Now, $25 a month for a Nintendo service. So 75 bucks a month for those three services if they were all quality. Because that's still the price of one new game. Like I I would give them that in a heartbeat. Because I, you know. I have no problem buying a game a month. I'd be all over that shit. So, yes, love it. There you go. All right. Thank you to everyone that wrote in this week. I appreciate it very, very much. We're getting more and more comments every week, which is fucking awesome. Uh, this is going to be a long intro. So let's let's uh, let's change this up, and let's get into our Smash Hit segment, the unofficial official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, the rules are simple. You know it. Every week, I give our listeners three re- three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. The third game is erased forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And we'll get there in just a minute. Uh, and this time around, it's the Nintendo 64's 25th birthday. Or it was last week or whatever. It's right around now. Uh, so I figured, all right, we'll show the Nintendo 64 some love. I'm pretty critical of that thing, so we'll show it some love. And we're going with the, the N64 Classics Edition of Play One, Remake One, Erase One this week. Our contestants are The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Super Mario 64, and Mario Kart 64. Three of the heaviest of heavy hitters for the Nintendo 64. And according to our poll, the runaway answer this week, 40% of the vote, Play Mario, Remake Zelda, Erase Mario Kart. I'm not going to lie. This one was tough for me as well. I know this one was hard on everybody. I think very reluctantly, I, I agree with that. With Play Mario, Remake Zelda, Erase Mario Kart. I, I think I got to... Yeah, that hurts. Because I love Mario Kart. But I think I got to agree. But we'll see if someone can change my mind. I'll read a few of your answers. We got 50 comments this week. 50, <laughs> thank you. Um, if you don't get read on the show, please understand. I can't read 50 fucking answers. But I, I oh my God, it's so crazy. Um, thank you. And if I see a name that doesn't pop up often, I usually try to squeeze you in. Um, uh, but there were so many this week that I'm sure some of you got missed. I did my best. All right. So here's a few of the answers that are not the right answer this week. Jared wrote in and said, it hurts, but I were to race Mario 64 as a 3d platformer. It's my least favorite from that era as crash bandicoot was better. We'll get there in a second. Remake Legend of Zelda into a Breath of the Wild style game and keep Mario Kart the same as it is. It's still fantastic to this day. Now, I agree. Remaking Ocarina of Time like Breath of the Wild will be awesome. I agree that Mario Kart is still fantastic to this day. I also, I'm a huge Crash Bandicoot fan. I've never hidden that fact. I do not have the balls to go on the internet and say that Crash Bandicoot is better than Mario 64. I, I, I'm not even disagreeing necessarily with you, Jared. That is a spicy fucking take, my friend. And you can all get Jared if you want for five bucks. I'll give you his info. No, I'm just kidding. I don't sell their info for five bucks. But it's maybe 20. But uh, but no, I, re- I saw that comment, Jared, and I was like, you're getting on the show. That's a hot fucking take. I respect that. Uh, ChrisKnife007 wrote in and said, this is the hardest one yet. Three of the best games of all time here. I hate saying this, but play Zelda because I don't want it to change. Remake Mario 64 as that camera could easily be improved. And erase Mario Kart since there are already arguably several better versions. Um, 
This is not the order that I would go with. But you're not wrong. The camera in Mario 64 could use some work, and there are better versions of Mario Kart. I, like... That's the thing is, I don't feel like there's a wrong answer this week. It just comes down to basically which of these three games can you live without? That's basically what it comes down to. And you're right, Chris Knife, which is why I agree. I would also race Mario Kart reluctantly because there are so many other versions of Mario Kart. Plucky Beast wrote in and said, play Mario Kart as it plays great and it led to Double Dash on the GameCube, which is epic. I agree. Remake Mario to fix the camera and controls to bring it in line with modern 3D Mario games. Sadly, erase Zelda. 3D Zelda games just don't capture the same gameplay as the 2D overhead, 2D overhead style, though respect to those with the opposite opinion. I, I agree with that, Plucky. And I, I considered, I long and hard thought about erasing Ocarina of Time because I don't love 3D Zelda by and large either. I much prefer the 2D overhead Zelda. But I just like, I have to, <laughs> I have to read the, the replies and I don't want to deal with the backlash if I come on here and erase Ocarina of Time. But I, I absolutely agree with you. I prefer 2D overhead Zelda as well, by and large myself. Uh, a couple more here. Jerry Robinson wrote in and said, you asshole. <laughs> but, I lo- <laughs> but I love your work. So as a fellow hot dog and 420 consultant, I'll go with this. Play Mario Kart 64 as is clearly one of, if not the best Mario Kart game in history. I'll take that to my grave, especially since I always played as Luigi and hearing Toad's Yahoo! pissed me off it was so annoying i love yet toads yahoo i would love to see mario 64 remake with the graphics they did for mario odyssey and galaxy uh it would make anyone who loved those games with uh get a hard on or wet (laughs) fuck wow jesus and uh, and then erase zelda i like zelda but not versus two of nintendo 64's best that's a fair point too is like i ocarina of time is my least favorite of these three games so i could absolutely live with erasing it just on that you know, one of them has to go. I can get on board with that as well. Uh, what great, what great gaming wrote in and said, play Zelda. It's the best of the three. It already had a minor remake on the 3DS. So we just had someone say that Zelda's the worst of the three. And now what great gaming is like, it's the best of the three. See, this is why to me, the best play one remake, one erase ones are the ones where I come up with three games where it's so controversial. It's so tight like this. I love that. So what great gaming? Play Zelda. It's the best of the three. Remake Mario 64. Still a great game, but after replaying it on Mario All-Stars, the camera has shown its age. Just a remake with better fidelity and camera controls would make it amazing. And then erase Mario Kart 64. So many other Mario Karts and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the shit. That's the thing. I I I'm kind of under I get where you I kind of agree with you, WGG like Mario Kart 8 really does kind of make the other Mario Karts a little bit disposable. And I love Mario Kart. I don't want to erase it, but I, you're kind of right. Uh, Stupid Monkey wrote in and said, Play Mario Kart. Sure, there are newer and objectively better ones, but this one will always be a classic that holds up. Remake Ocarina of Time. The game is still great, but hasn't aged that well. But with some solid cleanup and polish, it could be great once again. And then erase Mario 64. Sure, it's a Pathfinder, but between frustrating controls, bad cameras, and the fact that we have the far, far superior Mario Odyssey, it could be flushed down the pipe and never seen again. And I think that's something that can be said for all these two. Like, you could argue that all three of these are great. You could argue that all three of these could use a remake. Well, maybe not Mario Kart. Um, And you could argue that all three of these, we have better iterations. I think Breath of the Wild is better than Ocarina of Time. Mario Odyssey is better than Mario 64. And Mario Kart Deluxe is better than Super Mario or Mario Kart 64. So you can, I can live with that with any of them. Like, I don't know if there is a wrong answer this week. Candido wrote in and said, last one of the non, the not my answers. I don't want to say even the wrong answers because I don't feel like there is one. Candido wrote in and said, play Mario Kart 64. Just go play it. Now. 
Remake Mario 64. For the love of God, just change the flying mechanism. I replayed this recently on the Switch and almost popped a blood vessel. It's the only thing that keeps me from 100%ing it. I don't know how you cycles complete this game without going into cardiac arrest. The game is already so much better without having to use the N64 controller. Give this OG the remake it deserves. And then erase Ocarina. This is one was hard for me as I'm a huge Zelda fan. However, this game just really didn't do it for me. I've played it a bunch of times in hopes that I could convince myself to love it. And to be honest, I don't think I'll ever pick it up again. I wouldn't miss it in the same way I would have linked to the past or Wind Waker. Um, first of all, I also like Wind Waker and Link to the Past better. But yeah, you know what? I because I never liked. I mean, listen, we've covered my history with Mario sixty four substantially. I never liked it back in the day. Playing it on the three D All Stars pack, I liked it substantially better. Um, I didn't think the camera was as bad with dual analog sticks to work with, but the flying fucking sucks. I. Oh, 12 out of 10. I agree. Just fix the flying. Uh, but I wouldn't go with any of those. I would go with Play Mario, Remake Zelda, and Reluctantly Erase Mario Kart, which was the majority vote this week. A couple of you wrote in with the same object, or logic, pardon me. Ben Bullyu wrote in and said, Play Mario 64, because it's one of the greatest 3D platformers of all time, and it still holds up today. Remake Zelda, because it could use updated graphics, and I believe Nintendo could really flesh this game out. And even though I think Mario Kart 64 is the funnest Mario Kart, it isn't the best one, and I get bored of kart racers quickly. Erase it. And Sean Byron wrote in, and said, after the butte of a remake that was Link's Awakening, I just want more Zelda remakes. I would erase Mario Kart 64 as long as we get to keep Double Dash, as it is objectively the pinnacle of kart games. Mario 64 is one of the first games I ever played on Nintendo, so I'd keep it as it is. God, I love that so many of you love Double Dash. God, I love that game. And Tunable Power said, I would play Mario because I love that game. So many memories. Remake Zelda because that game brought, uh, brought up to today's graphics would be phenomenal. And goodbye Mario Kart 64. I will just play Mario Kart 8. And that, fuck, I hate erasing Mario Kart 64, but Mario Kart 8 just makes it so, uh, it just, it's so much better. It is. So, that yeah, I agree with all your orders. I personally would play Mario 64 we reconciled our differences when I played it on Mario 3D All-Stars with the Pro Controller and realized what it was like to play with an actual controller. I do think remaking it would be rad and making the fucking fixing the goddamn flying controls would be so much better. Um, I think I'd rather use my remake on Zelda. I think that's... And there's something about the blockiness in Mario 64 that is almost part of its charm, you know? So I would remake The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time because I think it's one of the coolest games in the Zelda series, but I fucking hate playing it. The 3DS version is better, but I don't love either version. I think the controls kind of suck. I don't love it. I would love to see it just brand new, just Breath of the Wild version, absolutely. The old school version would still exist for you traditionalists, and then people that hate the way it controls would be able to play it like me with a new version. And then I'd erase Mario Kart 64. I love this game so much, but like a bunch of you said... It's just been done infinitely better. The series would still exist without Mario Kart 64. It probably leaves the smallest hole in its franchise's library if you erase it compared to Ocarina of Time and Mario Kart 64. So, God, it's like I'm crying as I put the bullet in its head. Like, I don't want to do this, but fuck. Fuck me and my own fucking rules for this stupid show. Good stuff. Thank you to everyone that played this week. Uh, let's get into what I've been playing over the last seven days. And then we'll talk some Super Mario Kart. Uh, I've actually been playing quite a bit the last seven days. I've been home. It's been kind of warm here, so I haven't been taking Molly for as many walks because fucking take care of your dogs when it's this hot. Don't be stupid. 
so I finished Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart 100%. I, when I say 100%ed it, I didn't platinum it. I 100%ed the campaign and found like all the info bots and got all the guns and stuff like that. I did not platinum it though. Uh, it was pretty good. I'm going to review it on Expansion Pass this Sunday. It's a pretty good game. I also finished the Yuffie DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I'm not going to review that on the show. I would. I thought about it, but like I, I basically did everything in that or pretty close. And it only took me about eight hours. Um, there's really just not a lot there to review on an episode of Expansion Pass. If you're asking me what I would I recommend you buy it, I would say wait for it to go on sale unless you're like a diehard, diehard fan. Final Fantasy VII Remake was my game of the year last year. I fucking love that game. And the Yuffie DLC is really good. Yuffie is cool. It's a little bit annoying, but she's a teenage girl. She's supposed to be kind of annoying. Uh, the combat is dope. She handles great like fucking great there's an awesome little mini game in the in the dlc pack based on the fort condor segment from the original game if you ever played that which is actually pretty fun um there's just not a lot there it's a lot of combat like the last third of the game is basically just fight 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 like you don't really even walk that much you're basically just on a conveyor belt fighting enemies um I would give it probably about a seven out of ten. So I, I would say if you're, you know, if, if you've got the extra cash and you're a huge fan of remake, pick it up. But if you're only casually, if you're on the fence about it, I would wait for it to go on sale because there's not a lot there. It was, it was, it wasn't necessary. It was fun, but it wasn't necessary. That's all. The coolest thing about it is just getting to play as Yuffie and seeing how her combat handles. That's all. Um, I've gone back to Returnal on the PS5 because I never beat it because when Ratchet and Clank came out, I put Returnal aside so I could beat Ratchet and Clank and finish that off. But now I've gone back to Returnal, and I fuck, I love that game. I forgot how much I love that game. Uh, and then I started playing Jet Set Radio for the Dreamcast as it won the Patreon poll for June, and so you'll be getting an episode on it in the next couple of weeks. And I'm not going to say a goddamn thing about my opinions. I'm going to save it for the podcast because that's good marketing. You guys will have to wait for the podcast to hear what I think about it. Oh, yeah, and then I'm still playing. Oh, fuck, and I'm playing Mario Golf, which I forgot to even put that in my notes. I... I was playing through the single player campaign and like really not liking it and thinking like this kind of sucks. Uh, once I started playing it online with people, it did turn out to be a lot more fun. I'm st- I'm I'm not quite sure. We are going to review it on the podcast in a few weeks on Expansion Pass. I'm not quite sure what I think of it yet. There's some stuff about it I like. There's some stuff about it I hate. Uh, I'm just going to say jury's out right now. I need to spend some more time with it. That's all. So I, as of now, I own Toadstool Tour, which is the Mario Golf for the GameCube. And I, I prefer that to this one so far, outside of the fact that I can't play it online, obviously. But overall, I think I prefer the old one so, so far. But we'll give it more time. We'll see. All right? That's what I've been playing. Lots of stuff. Uh, let's get into Mario Kart. That's why you're here. It's time for the main event, Super Mario Kart. As you know, I like to give some of you nerds a chance to share your thoughts and opinions on games before my guest and I hijack the conversation and talk about it. And we got a lot of write-ins this week, so we're going to bomb through a bunch of these. Joel LeBlanc wrote in and said, I remember the time trading my Sega Genesis with a friend for the weekend and uh, for her Super Nintendo, and the game she had was Super Mario Kart. Mario had his racing game, but Sonic didn't. That was the big deal. To play this game today is a little bit more difficult. The physics are very different than the new era, but I'm still not that bad at it. And you know what, Joel? We get into that a little bit on the show. I know there's like Sonic Team Racing, but I was floored that Sonic didn't get racing back then. Like to compete with Mario Kart. I that's a, I agree with you. We get, we'll get into that in a few minutes. I'm I, That always blew me away that that wasn't a bigger thing. He's supposed to be the fast guy. How is he not the racing guy? Anyway, tunable power. 
said, my memories of this game are me and my brothers fighting with each other constantly and just trash talking each other. Of course, that's, if you didn't come to blows over battle mode at least once, did you even like, what the fuck did you do as a kid? I agree with it. Yeah, of course. Uh, Stu wrote in and said, what a game. Maybe the pinnacle of my childhood gaming. Nothing is more satisfying than jumping a wall in battle mode as a red shell is hot on your heels. That's something else we bring up, Stu, and how orgasmic that feeling is of like waiting out a red shell and then jumping over the wall and saving your own asses. Ah, fuck yeah. Andre SJA Flash wrote in and said, all I'm going to say here is that this game has not aged well at all. I don't give a damn what anyone says. It was great for its time. It opened up a new genre, but we've come a long way. And the next game in the series, Mario Kart 64, was light years better. Adam, feel free to give everyone my address. I want all the smoke. <laughs> I love you, Flash. Um, I will say I agree that Mario Kart 64 is better, substantially better. I'm also going to say, as you're about to hear in the show, I'll disagree. I still think Mario Kart plays today, but it takes a, it takes a little bit of time. I play Super Mario Kart probably once a year. Like I've played it through on my Switch a couple of times since I got it. I like I'm not talking out of my ass. I play it regularly. It's it it takes some time, but once the muscle memory comes back, then you're okay. It just I agree that like if you've never played it and you don't have that muscle memory somewhere locked in your brain, you you might be fucked. But if you do have it. Give it a little bit of time and it will click again. At least it did for me. I, I So I'll disagree with you there, but absolutely, Mario Kart 64 leaps and bounds. Like, I think Mario Kart 64 is a better game than Mario 64 or Ocarina of Time myself. I think it's the better of the... I think it's the best game of the three, personally speaking. A couple more. Captain N's Mega Man wrote in and said, This game shouldn't have been as fun as it was, but everything about it just meshed so well to create the best kart racing game of all time. I would say it created the best car racing series. I don't know if I would say it's the best, but I do agree with you. It should not have been nearly as fun as it was. It shouldn't have worked. It should have been such a stupid game. And instead, it became one of the most influential games of all time. It's incredible. And then finally, Sean Radford wrote in and said, I absolutely love this game so damn much. This version of Rainbow Road will forever haunt me, though. Fucking right, Sean. I don't care what anyone says. This is still maybe the toughest Rainbow Road. And we'll get into all that right now. I am going to queue up some iconic... Well, you know what? Maybe I'll queue up the Rainbow Road music. There it is. Uh, and when the music stops, my buddy Kate and I are going to talk about Super fucking Mario Kart, which originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo on September 1st, 1992, and it changed the business forever. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. 
I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week for one of our, uh, I don't know if it's famous or infamous, I don't, I can't decide the word, one of our, uh, one of our revisited episodes, it could be famous or infamous, you can decide amongst yourselves, uh, is my good friend returning to the show, Celebrity, one of the Remember the Game favorites, uh, and that is my good buddy Kate, how's it hanging buddy? Pretty good, how are you? Thanks uh, for having me again. Thank you for coming back, and I'm a little bit warm. But, uh, yep, it is. Uh, it's a little ridiculous here right now. Yeah, and it's so funny. I don't want to like. We're not gonna fucking complain about it for too long. But like, <laughs> we're recording this on Sunday evening, and the episode will go live on Wednesday. Which my understanding is it's gonna be even hotter here on Wednesday than it is right now. And I know, like, I did a podcast with uh, some folks down in Orlando today online. I, I was on their podcast, and they were like, "Yo, it's this hot like all the time here." And I was like, "You're all freaks." For all of you that are like, "Oh my god, how how's Edmonton complaining that it's like 30 degrees?" I'm like, "We don't." do fucking heat here okay we do cold and then not cold we don't do yeah heat. The, the problem is too is that half the people who live here probably more than half honestly don't have air conditioning so people are just passed out on their couch right now trying to breathe yeah and that's the other thing is i've had people be like how do you guys not have air conditioning but i'm like dude we literally have like Two months out of the year where you even consider turning it on. That's why we don't have air conditioning. We're Eskimos well, up and, here. And, and during those months, it's raining half the time. So really, you just open your window and yeah. you're good. Yeah. So fuck off, all you <laughs> haters. That's basically the point. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you. No. Um, <laughs> so we're revisiting. And uh, I just want to state, as I'm sure I've said in the intro, as I'll keep saying on these revisited episodes... We're not doing revisited episodes because I think the original episodes suck or anything like that. These aren't slights of the original guests. The show has just come a long way, and I want to give some of the classic games we covered in its infant days its due. We've already done Super Mario World, Mario RPG, uh, Turtles in Time, GoldenEye, and Link to the Past, I think? Question mark? Anyway, this week we're talking motherfucking Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, and... Uh, I actually only decided we were going to cover this game a few days ago. And then I sent a text to Kate and was like, yo, do you want to come on? Knowing goddamn well that because Kate has a little bit of taste in class, she'll have grown up playing Super Mario Kart just like everybody else. I didn't even have to ask you if you were ready to talk Mario Kart. Because I was like, who can't talk? This is like, Kate, am I like, this feels like just one of those, one of those rare games that like everybody has played Super Mario Kart. Everybody. For sure. It's, it's, it's like a grown-up classic. For sure, everyone our age has played it. Yeah. And it's been, you've gotten a chance, it's been remade at least twice, or oh. like put out, put it, ported out like on the Wii and stuff. So yeah. 
younger kids have played it for sure. Younger generations, I guess. Everyone's old now, aren't they? Everyone's but, um, old now. But yeah, this is just, it's the quintessential. I mean, you know that I had a Sega growing up and didn't get a Super Nintendo till a little bit later. Yeah. But either way, your one of your friends had this game. Yeah. It's wild because like, I, I don't think you can say that about like Zelda. And I'm not shitting on Zelda, but I don't think you can say like everybody played Zelda because I don't think everybody did. I feel like, well, like it's a, and with Zelda too, it's not you're playing. You're always playing by yourself, and people getting together and like as friends in the upstairs games room or the basement or whatever. You're probably not going to sit around and really play Zelda because only one of you can play. Right, that's a good point. You're right. Whereas like this Mario, like these are the these are the the quintessentials. Yeah, and Mario Kart, dude. I like everyone listening to this show knows that I have like the hardest of hard-ons for Mario Kart. I've loved this franchise. I play them all. I adore all of them, except maybe Mario Kart Wii, but we won't get into that today. Um, <laughs> this one, like, obviously this is the one that started it all. And and I, to this day, think, like, I've played this game, dude, like you said, Kate, it's on, your, it's on your Super Nintendo. It's on the 3DS. It's on the Wii. It's on the Wii U. It's on your Switch for the SNES Online. It's on the SNES Classic. Like, this game is fucking everywhere. And every yep. single time I get a chance to sit down and replay this game, I do it. And it's funny because as a kid, it took me fucking months to 100% this game and get all the gold trophies and everything. And now, like, sure. within about a day, I'm like, all right, this is done. I don't know, because I don't feel like I've gotten better at video games, but I don't find this one as difficult. And I think a big part of that, and I, like, it's hard to shit on this game for it, but, like, I don't know if you've played this recently. I don't think it's aged poorly, but it's fucking slow. <laughs> like, it Yeah, is... I it is slow, and I'm not going to lie, it's hard to look at. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... I thought my eyes were going to fall out of my head replaying this the other day. Yeah, and it's it's funny because, like, I don't think it looks bad. I've always yeah. loved the sprites in this game. I think they look so yeah. cool. But you're right. Like, that, it's that fucking, the way that the background, I don't know what it's called. I don't know enough about technology. It's the same kind of thing that F-Zero uses, where the background is always spinning around and shit. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, you're right. There's a few courses, like Rainbow Road, fucking... Oh God. Like, well, I think there's multiple Rainbow Roads in this one, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's just one. I could have swore there was. Anyway, but Rainbow Road fucks with you in this game, like hard, hard. For Anything sure. where there's a lot of flashing colors. I agree with you. It's, yeah. It's weird. It's, especially, uh, it's kind of a, an epileptic game. Yeah, especially on the TV. Like if you play it on your Switch or on your 3DS, like small, it's not too bad. But when you blow it up on a giant, you know, 50, 60 inch fucking bright, colorful television, uh, it's... <laughs> Some of the courses, like the you know, like the 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 donut plains and the Koopa Beach and it's like the the more monotone color ones aren't too bad. But yeah, you get into like Bowser's Castle and then especially yeah. Rainbow Road, and they fucking they they fuck with you um, for sure. But now I'll ask you then, because you said you replayed it the other like how and 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 I welcome any opinion. How do you feel like does it? How do you feel like it holds to like handles today? Like it was, did you find it like did you find the mechanics they're still good or did you find it kind of not good fuck I so suck at i this. i played it i played it on my switch uh on our living room tv so i honestly it took me a game or two to get into it and that was playing on 50 cc's like i hadn't played this game i couldn't tell you the last time i played it right and i could not figure out how to play like i just was crashing into walls repeatedly mm -hmm. so it definitely took me a minute to get into it but like once i figured it out and was used to it again honestly i it was fun to play like it felt like any well i guess not any mario kart game since any mario kart game is 20 30 years older than this but 
honestly, like it, it felt like normal. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I like same thing. The first time I sat down and like, because I play this game regularly, but uh, every time I fired up and I you know like and I just do the traditional like I I hundred percent all the fifties and then all the hundreds and all the hundred and fifties, and fifty is like almost uh, almost boring. It's so easy once yeah. you know how to play it. But that yeah. first the first couple races, uh, it's it's it's. It feels very uh, archaic and very stiff. And it's funny because a lot of people will say that, like, well, the original Mario Kart isn't very playable today. But I'm like, if you just grind through that first couple of tracks and just yeah. get, get that muscle memory back, I, I, I disagree. I agree with you 100%. This game is as playable today as it was in the 90s. It just feels archaic until you get back into, like, reset your mind to, like, 1992 or whatever the fuck it was the year this thing came out again. And the thing is, they're like Nintendo's formula obviously works really well. The the game, a lot of the handling, the controls are pretty pretty similar to what we have today. Like, you, this game started with like the power sliding or whatever it's called, and like mm-hmm. the drifting and stuff like that. Like, it had all of that. And yeah. This is what like early '90s. This came out. Yeah. So like, they it's it plays just like a game today, just maybe a little less complicated, I suppose. But it was still it was it plays pretty much the same. Yeah. It's like, it's a little stiff. And like the thing I find the most with it today is it's just, even at its highest speed, the 150, uh, like yeah. as a kid, I got, I like, I have memories burned into my, but I feel like this is one of the games that invented, like is responsible for the rage that I have even today when I game, <laughs> because I remember trying hundred percent, all 150 cups as a kid or gold, gold trophy them or whatever. And you, you could tie, and and get first place in this. You didn't have to beat all your opponents outright. You just had to have a t- at least a tie for the highest score when you finished yeah. the GP. And so like it's very easy as a child, like or whenever that like when you're going into the final track on a cup, you're like, okay, all I have to do is finish at least third, or all I have to yeah. do is beat Koopa Troopa, and then I'll know I'll be tied at least for first. And I, re- dude, I'll tell you, I have like vivid memories of being stuck on trying to fucking get the last final couple gold trophies on 150 and just being fucking livid because I'd get so close and I would die and then I'd have to, you know, I'd lose. And and that was the most frustrating thing was like, if I realized that I couldn't win and get my gold trophy, then I would take a dive and finish in like fifth. Yeah. And now I could use one of my lives and start over again. Um, yeah. But I vividly remember that fucking rage and playing it now. It's, it just, it's not a fault of it. It's just obviously the Super Nintendo is not going to be able to put out the same frame rate and blah, 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 blah as consoles today. And like, it, it never feels fast to me. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that like, even on 150, I don't find it to be that much. It just feels very slow today. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It is way slower. And because like the levels, they're so much shorter too. Oh. Cause this has, you have more laps in these, in these ones than you did. You yeah. have three laps now. Right. But I uh, I can definitely relate with your rage. The good thing about this 30 years ago is that if you're ever angry at it and you throw it across your room, it's going to be playable again. But today, <laughs> your, your your switch is not going to make it. I don't think. No, it's a horrible habit that like I've tried to break to limited success. Well, no, you're not supposed to break it. That's the point. Uh, yeah, touche. Because <laughs> you're right. The Super Nintendo controller was a fucking brick. You could whip that yeah. thing, and it was invincible. Um, but yeah, like this, I forgot, dude, you're right. It's got like five laps or something for most courses. And a lap is like, there's a couple, like what am I, like, I love Koopa beach. I love those courses. I like the music. I like the way you can go into the deep water. I like the seaweed. 
And um, th- there's not a lot of beach. Like, obviously, as you get into later uh, Mario Kart games, they got away from the, like, four or five variants of the same course in the game like they did in this one where there's a bunch of Koopa beaches and a bunch of Bowser's castles. Every yeah. course has, like, a theme as you get later. Um, but, like, I love the Koopa Beach courses, and it's fucking insane how you're, like, finishing laps in, like, 15 seconds. Like, just exactly. ripping around. I, I totally forgot about that. Every time I turn it on, I'm like, fuck, this is a fast game. Like, it is not not a long game at all. Exactly. It would When I first played it, and it gave me the splits, and my laps were, like, 22, 23 seconds long. I was like, okay, that was the fastest thing ever. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and it's so funny because as a kid, they just seemed like they took forever, but we just didn't have anything to compare it to is all it is. I don't know. So, uh, I gotta ask who is, do you have a main? Um, I say that in air quotes because I don't want to sound like a smack, like a fighter gay, like, uh, who's your main (laughs) character? Do you have a main in this game? So I was trying to think back to when I played because I never actually owned this game. I actually bought a card of it like 10 years ago. So I own it now, but I didn't own it in the 90s uh, for my Super Nintendo. So I used to play it with my friend. Um, I know that he used to be obsessed with Princess Peach, and so I was never allowed to be Peach. So you take what you will from that. Um, But I'm pretty sure that when I used to play, I would either probably be Yoshi, or I've always had a little affinity for Toad just because I think Toad is stupid. And so that's what, that's why I was playing with this past week is stupid Toad. It's Why do you think Toad is stupid? I don't know. I just, I've always just thought Toad is just a dumb character. And like, not to say I don't like Toad because I like Toad in every Mario game, but just, I think maybe because I've been playing um, Super Mario or Mario World 3D with uh, Kellyanne and yeah. I've been playing Toad and Toad just makes such stupid noises. Yes, he does. And so I think it's just it's just stupid Toad. Like if I look on the screen, it probably says stupid Toad because it's been ingrained into my brain as stupid Toad. <laughs> it's funny you say that because like I almost all, like Super Mario Brothers 2 on the NES, Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 64, a lot of games where I can pick Toad, I also play as Toad. And I, I don't know what it is about him. I like I like his giant head. I just yeah, think it looks just so goofy. Yeah, like when you're playing Mario, like when you, this, when you're playing Super Mario Kart, like when you're behind, literally, all, like to me, the only characters that look really cool from the back in this game are Toad and Bowser. Because Bowser's got yeah. his big spiky shell, and Toad just has that giant fucking glowing head. <laughs> and it's funny because at this point, we didn't know. Dude, oh my God, I do remember this. Do you remember watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and Toad yeah. had like a pretty gruff voice? Yep. And like now we all know Toad is like, wahoo! Like that fucking, <laughs> that stupid high pitched cracky voice that he has. But like I remember yep. playing this and thinking he had the voice from like the cartoon, the like, you know, that, that more gruff voice. Uh, it's funny you yeah. say Yoshi and Toad because those are kind of, those are my two go tos in this game as well. Um, as much yeah. as I fucking, fucking Yoshi. Um, because if you never played it, well, I, I can't imagine everyone's played it, but if you didn't know, like Mario and Luigi are a class. Peach and Toadstool are, are part of me. Peach and Yoshi are... I guess she's still Princess Toadstool in this game. But Toadstool and Yoshi are a class. Um, Koopa Troopa and Toad are a class. And then Donkey Kong and Bowser. And yeah. Mario and Luigi are boring. Um, Princess and, and Yoshi have like really badass acceleration, which I, I fucking love. Uh, Toad and Koopa Troopa don't slow down much when they go off the tracks. And then I'll tell you, man, like if you've never tried it, if you can get good with Bowser or Donkey Kong Jr. because they slow down so much when they go off the track or get hit by an item, 
If you can yeah. get good with them and get them up to top speed and get moving, they're unbeatable. Like they're almost game breakingly fast. It's just so difficult to keep them at that high speed. Um, I think I would be lying if I ever said that I had played with Bowser or Donkey Kong because I'm sure I hadn't. Well, they just they drag so much. Like when you hit the yeah. get, like the, the blah, 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 blah. like everyone else, you can be in first with them. And like, like, you know, when you, cause you know, wherever you finish the previous race is where you started the poll on the next race. Yeah. And you can start out like a number one with Bowser or DK and like at zero and everyone goes, everyone blows by you unless you hit like it's everyone. Like they just yeah. drag so much ass, but once they get moving, dude, they fucking fly. And I will say, uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that like, I actually think it's quite incredible that a game as old as this, they found a way to make those four distinct classes handle so differently from each other with the like facts are facts they only had a limited amount of options for what they could do with how these guys handled you know it's not like today where you could play with the frame rates and blah 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 so much they could only do so much and each of the four classes handle completely different from each other which i think is awesome because it gives you a little bit of replay value yeah Um, which i'm i'm not gonna lie to you when it comes to that and playing as a kid in the 90s I would say that the only thing I probably would have realized back then is that I thought Bowser and Donkey Kong were slow. And I knew that princess, what must've been fast since my friend wouldn't let me be princess. But other than that, as a kid, I don't know if I would have actually noticed that they were different. I just would have assumed that I either sucked with one character just because I didn't like the character or I just didn't use Mario and Luigi because no one uses Mario and Luigi. But yeah, I don't think I would have actually realized that as a kid. Well, I like I remember being in the instruction manual and I was one of those kids that like took the instruction manuals into the bathroom and like I would just like I would read, and like took them to school, took them into the bathroom, yeah, read them in bed, took them on road trips. Like instead yeah, of packing enough. books, I just throw all my instruction manuals in the fucking God, I was this is why I had no friends. What a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> but no, I remember explaining it cuz yeah, otherwise I agree with you. Like to me the only thing you'd really notice I think is if you ever did play as Donkey Kong or Bowser, you'd be like, holy Christ, they accelerate slow because they fucking take forever. And in battle mode, which we'll get to in a second, because battle mode in this game is fucking legendary. um, In battle mode, those two are useless because once you get hit, like it's just blah, 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 to get going again. It's fucking brutal. It's impossible. Um, One of the things I actually hate about this game, I don't say I hate, but one of the things I, I don't love about this game, do you remember that, each uh, character had like their a special weapon, and that was like the only item they used. Yeah, like the computer characters. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that because I like that. Like, I like it how it is today, where they all get like the same items you get, and you never yeah. know what they're gonna throw. And I'm all, I've never understood why they made that decision. Like, because the only cool item that anyone has is the shrink, the poisonous mushrooms. Yeah. That you would. I don't know about you. Like, you tell me, you hit them on purpose once in a while. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know why I was so, I don't know why, like it sucked so hard to be small and then people would run over you or you'd go slow, but it was just so, there was something about hitting those mushrooms. I used to go out of my way to run over every mushroom I could. And I, I don't know, freak. I'm a freak. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's fair. When I first, when I first started playing it last week, after you texted me, I hit the mushrooms on purpose just so I could handle the freaking game for my first few tries. Once uh, I figured out it made me small. It made me nice and slow, and I could figure out how to play again. That's true. God, I, I sound so old saying that. God. <laughs> no, but you're right. Because, like, it's <laughs> like even like the way it handles, like the turns and stuff like that, because, like, they were. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Because I don't think the game looks bad, but I remember as a kid being like, look at this. And now, like, 
they're trying to make the walls 3D, but the walls are all completely flat. And yeah. it's just like when you hit them, they're like, oh, that's a, those are bricks that aren't actually off the screen at all. Um, yeah. And I never understood why they, I mean, I guess maybe the Super Nintendo couldn't handle it or something. I don't know. But I never understood why they never raised them off the ground at all. But like, yeah, because there's a few tracks. Like the first couple of tracks are pretty easy. But once you start to like, to me, Bowser's Castles are my favorite tracks. But they're also the ones that can do the most damage if you take like a wrong turn and get stuck on a corner or something. Yeah, or, or just slide slightly the wrong way and you're in the lava for four seconds. Yeah, yeah. waiting on fucking slow ass Kidu to come get you, or the fucking oh, yeah. uh, or when the, you get uh, when you get stuck in a thwomp when they yes. come down and you'd fucking you drive into like a wall of four thwomps and then bump 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 right okay so it's not just because I was like am I just dumb <laughs> like is every other kid got the patience to just let go of the gas and just wait for the thwomps to go up because I'm the nope. one that just like fucking. And I'm like, eventually I'll get through. And you're not. You're not getting anywhere until they lift up. Oh, yep. Oh, or when you fucking when you oh when you get hit by something because you're coming up to the thwomps. So then you're dragging ass as you go underneath them, and then they squash you. And everyone is just blowing by, and you're like just bending over. Like, does anyone else want to turn? Fuck me, this fucking game. Bowser's <laughs> Castle. They will fuck you over so hard. But there are some of my favorite tracks of the game when they yeah. don't fuck you over. Ugh. exactly god yeah and i like the music in bowser's castle too but honestly the music in this entire game as the literally the first thing when you texted me i started singing the music yeah. like i was just sitting walking around humming the music to this game which i don't think if you played this as a kid i don't think anyone can forget the music for this game it's hmm. so good even just that like the title track like that like well, I'm not going to hum it. You guys have already, I'm sure I've already played it. I'm sure by the time you get to this point of the podcast, I've already played it. But that initial like, like everybody fucking yeah. that, that iconic screen, dude, I remember it's funny. I don't know if you're going to remember this. You will remember this. Sega used to have a commercial. Cause remember they used to do the commercials where they just shit on Nintendo and Sega yeah. does what Nintendo don't and stuff. Do you remember the one where they showed like the Sonic game and it was a car strapped to like the back of a race car and it took off. And then they had the old beater van with the TV attached to it. And that showed Super Mario Kart, like the front title yep. screen. Do you remember? Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. I understand what Sega was trying to do. But every time I saw that commercial, it just made me want to go play Mario Kart. Because I saw the yeah, title exactly. screen and I was like, yeah, ah, fuck, fucking Sega. Um, Mere campaigns. But you're right. The soundtrack fucking bangs in this game. Um the poison mushrooms are cool. Everybody else is, oh, dude, I think I ranted about this like 150 episodes ago when we talked about this <laughs> game the first time. But Mario and Luigi getting nonstop stars compared to everybody else's items is a load of ass. That is such crap. Do you remember that? Agreed. Yep. Oh, and you'd The problem with everyone having the same item, yeah. They'd be on your ass, and you just constantly hear that, like, like that fucking star music, star music, yep. star music, and you're like, bullshit. Like, at least make them pick up a box or something. Because I, I don't know if they were preset. I think they were. But when you'd play as a character, you always had, like, a rival. Like, there was always one character that would be at the front every, you know, and I, get, I think every game is like that because yeah. that way it's not just completely random. And they all have like eight points at the end. Like you need to, you need to have a couple people that are contending, right? But uh, you need to have someone to swear at every time you you beat one level in the in the Grand Prix or whatever. You need to have, be someone to be like, how the hell is Koopa still in second, or how is Koopa yeah. beating me? Like every single time. You had to know that by the final track, you had to know who all your focus. You were like, I don't even have to win. I just have to beat Donkey Kong, and then yeah. I win this track. But 
whenever you played as a character where you ran up against Mario or Luigi as your fucking rival, oh, I again, I can, I can, I can almost feel the rage all these years later because it was just so unfair that it was just star, star, star. And if you're near the, and then you're getting fucking coins and ghosts, fucking useless that feather. Actually, the feather yep. was pretty dope. The feather was because the dude, this is it, the only one it, that had the feather. I think. Oh, that's a good point. Well, because now they have like they have that little music box thing that can that can hit shells and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the I don't know that anyone else because would any of other game. I mean, I guess you could use the feather in any of the new ones. But yeah, this is the only one with the feather. The feather was so game breaking if you knew where to use it. Because oh, like if you sure. jumped at the wrong time, you just jumped out of bounds. Even though it didn't say yeah. out of bounds, you just had to stop and wait for fuckface with his fishing pole to come get you. But like, <laughs> and I'm and I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking of it right now. The ghost house, that one ghost yep. house where you come around that corner, and then there's that long narrow platform. Yeah. And if you have a mushroom, or pardon me, if you have a a, a a a feather, then you jump onto that little narrow platform, and if you stick it, you've won the race. Like no one is gonna fucking catch you because the computer never uses the shortcuts. Yeah. Um, I always loved that because like every other dude I just thought of this because like every other game Mario 64 had shortcuts that like they didn't need like do you remember the the one beach one where you'd hit the ramp and you had to go through the cave through the yep you're right like they had actual shortcuts this game the entire track is just right there that you can see on the top half of the screen if you're playing it by yourself there really wasn't anywhere to hide shortcuts so the feather was kind of like if you got it, you got an opportunity to shortcut. I love the fucking feather in this game. Ah, it it was really good in uh in the battle mode too, the feather, mm-hmm. because if you if you had it, could hop over all the little walls. You could pretty much just run the level. Yeah. Oh my god. I, okay. Well. Oh fuck. I'm so ready to just like, ah, uh, splurge all over battle mode. God, I fucking <laughs> I fucking love battle mode. I just thought of this though with the feather. I think part of the reason they probably didn't put it like I I I love I'm sure you do too. Everybody loves Mario Kart 8. That game fucking owns. Yeah. Um but imagine if there was an item in Mario Kart 8 like the feather that you would get that you could li- <laughs> that if you were lucky enough to get it you could knock 30% of the track off in a lap. And I know that there's certain shortcuts you could take with like a with a mushroom and stuff like that. I don't feel yeah. like any of those shortcuts are nearly the edge you could get with the feather in Mario Kart. Like, I, I don't think, I think it would probably break the game today if they put that in. Yeah, more than likely. But, God, I fucking, I love that feather. Um, before we get away from Grand Prix mode, did you have a, a do you, is there a course or a type of course that was like your favorite? Like, I had a hard on for Koopa Troopa Beach and Bowser's Castle, but. Honestly, I think those two, like the, the Bowser ones are fun. The music is really good, first of all. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think I think they're the most fun, and they were like the most interesting, like most interestingly laid out tracks, because like the turns they were so it was everything was like ninety degree turn, turn, turn. Yeah. Um. So I did like the Bowser's ones. I do like the beach ones. Um. I like the one that uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was one of the like normal looking tracks, I guess, but where you hop over part of the track. Yes. The Mario, so, the, what the fuck, yeah, was that Mario Circuit? I think, or just something, something like that. But yeah, where you but hit all those you, zippers and then bounce over the the like people yeah. go under you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, when you hit that jump, remember you came down and there were the four pipes. Did you yep. always try to stick that little hole between the two pipes, like hiding that of inside? Of course, core. Everybody has to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, 
And was there anything better than hitting somebody or like leaving a banana peel or something right before that jump? And then someone would hit it and fall down and then have to do the lap over again. And you'd yep, see they, they, they have to finish an eight. Yeah. And you'd see them on that, like the, the, cause I love that map when you play alone and they see all eight racers in yeah. real time. I, I don't think anyone gives that as much credit as it deserves. That real time map showing the eight racers and the actual directions they're facing. And when they get hit by an item, they spin and stuff like that. And when you'd see somebody like not make that jump and fall back down. And if it was like Donkey Kong, he'd be raising his two hands and just look like, I, I just, it, as a kid, yeah. yeah, it always just made me laugh as a kid that like this poor monkey is just like motherfuckers. Cause we, uh, it, it, fuck. It was good. It was good if you were playing against the computer because you could laugh at it. But if you're playing with someone else, I I feel like nine times out of ten, I generally generally got punched if oh, I yeah. ever nailed anything like that or got my controller ripped out of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Well, hey, that's a. I feel like ripping the. If you if you can unplug your opponent's controller and they aren't on top of it enough to catch it, then that's a that's a legal move. I that's used to, I was that kid. I'd fucking cheat like a motherfucker. I'll unplug your controller. You're not paying attention. Tough shit, man. And then I can get like, you, you would have been, you would have been the kid I punched then. Oh, I was the kid. <laughs> that was, I was the kid that people punched. That was, <laughs> that was my fucking wheelhouse as a kid. Um, it's funny. Cause like you say that I never, very rarely did we play Grand Prix two player. I used to just play it by myself all the time. My brother and I would play, we play battle mode a lot. And then yeah. I don't like, did you ever, I never fucked around with time trial i didn't care about the time trial. no not either. really no it's boring i i don't know if i can think of a single game i mean outside of maybe like a maybe like a crash team racing or something that had like an objective in the time trial kind of mode i don't remember if that did or not but other than that, that unless there's a yeah. reason to play it i'm not playing time trial mode it's boring yeah so like in a game like this it doesn't it doesn't really seem like a hundred percent completion mm-hmm. um like they don't seem like they're a part of it but if it's something like I play Xbox a lot and I really like achievements. So if it was for that, then I would probably do it. Or yeah. like you said, like crash team racing or something where you have to do something yeah. in a certain amount of time. But yeah, I don't really care. Or like, and all the ghost mode and ghost racing and stuff like that never really mattered to me. Yeah. Agreed. If it had like an online mode where you could like go up against like the world record holders ghost or something. I mean, and obviously yeah. the super Nintendo game is not going to have an online mode. I'm just saying like something <laughs> like that maybe, but otherwise, yeah, I, I couldn't care less. Yeah, uh, about that fucking mode. Um, just I don't mean to derail the because we're gonna now we'll get to battle mode. I don't mean to derail the conversation. But you are you do you play a lot of? Have you played Crash Team Racing? Are you a Crash Team Racing fan? I do like it. Yeah, like the original or the new one, like the remake. I've one. only I've only played the new one. Like I I think I played the old one as a kid like once. Um, but I played the new one a lot, especially last summer when we couldn't do anything else. I was playing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you like it? Obviously, if you played it a lot. Yeah, I I think like obviously Mario Kart kind of started this whole thing, but I feel like any racing game that has kind of like the power ups and stuff like that, I find them like I, I like games like Forza and stuff. But honestly, games like this, it's so much fun, especially if you have someone else to play with. Yeah, yeah, I agree. These are multi like so my my obsession with Mario Kart Eight is that you know not to suck my own dick too hard here but like i'm pretty good at mario kart it's one of the only games that i consider myself like very good at and it's not playing mario kart against someone like a friend of yours that isn't good isn't even fun and they can throw in the blue shell and all that stuff but like shaylee doesn't play mario kart if we sat down and played together like it wouldn't even i could give her like a lap and a half head start and like it's there's the skill gap just plays too big of role do you know what i mean yeah and being able to play a mario kart 8 online against just random strangers i'm never guaranteed to win 
because there's a lot yeah. of really good players out there, which is what I that's that's the that's what keeps me coming back to Mario Kart Eight. Is everyone talks about how Mario Kart is just luck, 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 and I disagree. It's not, though. I disagree. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's some you know, there's the blue shell is bullshit, and everyone can agree that the blue shell sucks and should never have existed. But I, sure. I don't feel that it's it's all luck. Having said that, just quickly to tie that back to Crash Team Racing, I had never played any go kart, any kart racer aside from the Mario Karts ever, and then. I think Crash Team Racing had like a free demo for a weekend or something uh, like a year ago. And that's where I tried it and I loved it. And I bought it on my Xbox and I 100%ed it on like normal or 101 or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I'm not good enough to do it on hard. That can, like that game, Fair enough. that game is, have, have you, like, are you, have you, can you? No. Okay. No, like, definitely <laughs> not. I, I find even like playing through the, the remake of all the Crash games, it's, a million times harder than I ever remembered it as a kid. I love Crash, but those games are vicious. But yeah, for sure. A lot of people, like, well, not a lot, but I know there's a, a vocal group that feel that Crash Team Racing is superior to Mario Kart, and I was like, you guys are fucking stupid. Like, and I love Crash, yeah. but I was like, you guys are fucking stupid. Then I played it, and I was like, I don't know if I would say it's superior to Mario Kart. They're two very... Mario Kart is more loosey-goosey fun, like yeah and i'm not saying that there's no skill in mario kart because fuck you if you don't think there's skill in it let's play you know what i mean like there's skill in exactly. mario kart but crash team racing is a whole different fucking level like that is i was i became completely obsessed with that game for like a month and a half and i just was mesmerized by how much skill goes into that game and they'll never sure. make a mario kart like that because mario kart has to appeal to the masses but I would yep. fucking love to see a mario kart just as vicious as crash team racing i think that would be so fucking awesome yeah. But um, did did you ever did you ever play Blur? Mm, I don't think so. It it was like 360 PS3. Um, oh god, I don't. It had to have come out like 09 or 2010 or something. It was like it was like a regular racer with cars, but it was the first racer with cars that had power ups too. Okay. So it was like realistic Mario Kart. Oh, that was it fun? Um, it sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. You would probably really enjoy it because you like Mario Kart so much. But yeah, yeah it was it honestly, if if that's how I was gonna describe it, it's like it's less realistic than like a Forza or something, but it's like Mario or like realistic Mario Kart driving my own car with power ups. That actually sounds dope. Because I yeah, like I I like Crash Team Racing, I love how deep it is and how strategic it is. And Mario yeah. Kart, I I just love Mario Kart, but like I can't, I don't play like Forza, Gran Turismo, like the realistic ones. I just yeah. I don't, they don't. I I dude, I <laughs> I think Forza is maybe the best looking series of video games ever created. Yeah. I I'm floored at how good those games look, but I yeah. just I'm like it, that's I want the power ups, like I want that kind exactly. of stuff. So yeah, that, you you blur. should try Blair. All right. I'll fucking, I'll add it to, I mean, I have a long, my list is longer. My list of games <laughs> yeah. I need to play is longer than my list of enemies, but I'm going to add blur to it anyways. Cause that sounds yeah, like a lot of fun. It's pretty fun. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Hey, lightning strikes the transmitter. doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating which is why you need backup, literally. 
in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals. All for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Uh, so now we had brought up battle mode and I, if there's a knock on Mario Kart 8, it's that battle mode, particularly the Wii U version of Mario Kart 8, the battle mode fucking sucked. The Switch game, yeah. they kind of fixed it. I would argue that outside of maybe Mario Kart 64, and I only think the reason, I only, I, the only reason I think Mario Kart 64's battle mode is better than the Super Nintendo one is because you could play four people at once instead of two. Um, yeah. I, I I don't give a fuck what you say. I think battle mode in Super Mario Kart is still a top two or three definitive edition of battle mode in any Mario Kart game. It's so good. I fucking I I don't know if you agree. I because to me it's a complete chess match. It's a well, that, two, it exactly right. If you have it's, two people that both know how to play, oh, it's just magical, Kate. It's fucking magical. Yeah. I have such a smile on my face right now. I fucking <laughs> like. Have you ever played it where like neither of you is moving? Like yeah, you just you sit there and wait for them to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How sick is that? Like you can both see each other. You both know where you are. All four courses are practically the same. Just that that yep. square arena. And and you can screen watch. And I don't. I know that traditionally, like in shooters and stuff, screen watching. You're you know. We're all, I did it. We all did it, but we're all cheaters. But in Super Mario Kart, I legitimately feel like screen watching is part of the strategy. Oh, for sure. Right? Oh. Well, because it, it doesn't always help you either. Like, you could think it's helping you, but you still, you're not in the brain of the other person. And it's not like a one shot. Well, I mean, it, I guess it's a three shot kill, but like, honestly, you, you can still screw yourself up even screen watching someone. Oh, yeah. Like, to me, the best is because I, I like, if you and I, if if you have a different take, I'm all ears. But to me, like the predominant item in battle mode is the red shell. Yeah. Um, followed probably by, I mean, the star. The problem with the star is like it's handy, but it's really hard to nail that collision. And then yeah. like all <laughs> the red shell is obviously like the 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 top shelf. But like I don't know if there's a better feeling than nailing a green shell shot because you have to. You had to do that. Like the red shell, you just have to be in the vicinity, hit the button. But the green yeah. shell, you got to make that shit count. And if you miss and it fucking comes back and hits you, that is the most infuriating shit in the fucking, oh, fuck me. It makes well, me especially angry. if you're if you're on the near the end of a level where, 
most of the the blocks have the question mark blocks are used up because mm. they don't reset until mm-hmm. they reset when you hit all of them. I think. Yeah, I think but so. But if too. there's one that you can't find, but if most of them are used up, and that's what you're sitting on is a green shell, and you have one balloon left, like you have to do something. Oh. I love it. Yeah, I, you fucking hit yourself. I Great. love. I love how fucking tense it is. Like when someone's got a red shell. Like say say you and I are playing, and <laughs> you know, like when the walls are like L shape, and I'm on the yeah. inside. I'm on one side of the wall, and you're on the other side. But we can yeah. see each other because the walls are aren't raised. They're they're just on yeah. the ground. And I know you have a red shell. But you can't hit me unless you've got a straight line at me. Because if you shoot it, it won't go around walls. It'll take the straightest no. line toward me. And it just becomes this like death match where I'm like, if I go to the left, you're going to come to the left and get me with that fucking shell. If I go to the right, you're going to get me. And now it just becomes this staring contest. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, that's the best shit. Or like <laughs> when someone's chasing you down with a red shell and you go over a box and you're just mashing the item button to try to get something hoping yep. that you get like a feather or a star or something to get yourself out of trouble. When you hit yep. that feather and jump over a wall and escape a shell, <laughs> you feel like a fucking superhero. Oh, for sure. Oh, so good. And you're right. I totally forgot that the boxes don't come back. Yeah. Oh. I think, I think if you, maybe if you hit them all, the whole course kind of resets, but yeah. if you are looking for one, chances are you're going to take a bunch of turns and never, ever find it. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like when you're both down to one balloon, and you're just ripping around the course, and it's like a two-player panic where you're both trying to figure out where a box is, and then oh, and then you fucking get it, and you get just something crap like a goddamn yeah. banana peel, and you're like, "Fuck me!" Sure. Like this is useless. Um, oh my god, battle mode was the shit. Did you always? We always used to play where winner stayed on. Like if there was more than two yeah. people, then it was yeah. like, "What's that called? King of the Hill?" Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is that is that? I don't know how other people did it, so I don't know. Maybe we yeah, were freaks. That's- that, that was pretty much how I did it. Um, the one thing that I can't remember from this game, and maybe you know, because in Mario 64, Mario Kart 64 with the battle mode, if you had a fast enough collision, you could take away a balloon. Yeah. Did this game have that or I, no? I don't I don't think so. Maybe with a mushroom you could, but I don't think so. I remember like 90% of the damage being done with the shells. Yeah. Just pegging each other with the shells. I loved how, I'm pretty sure in the 64 one, when you got eliminated, you turned into that little bomb and you could fuck someone over and take away one of yeah. their dudes. That was, yep. dude, I um, I rarely prefer the Nintendo 64 version of games over the Super Nintendo ones, like Zelda, Mario. Um, I don't know, maybe that's the only ones. <laughs> Game, you know, <laughs> F-Zero, I think I prefer this. Anyway, point I'm trying to make is like, Super Mario Kart is one of the rare ones where I actually prefer the 64 version just because you can play it four players fucking the tits. Yeah. Um, but there was just nothing like that one-on-one and like we would play for hours, the battle mode, fucking hours, just staring each other down and just having like, we used to make tournaments, like you'd make a bracket and play like a little mini tournament out with it and stuff like that. Yeah. My brother and I used to make tournaments where we would each get all eight characters, uh, and it'd be a 16 person tournament. And so I got all eight characters and he got all eight characters and you could seed them however you wanted. Like, like, so we'd have an empty bracket. And then say I would write like Adam Yoshi and then he could counter with whatever character he wanted or he could put one of his characters in one of the other brackets. And then we would play down the tournament and then if two of your own characters matched up, then you just got to pick by default who got to go through. Uh, okay. And, and man, we would just like, we fuck, we'd have like standings and we would just, fuck, we were nerds. But uh, That is like the most in-depth like 
like drafting NCAA Mario Kart tournament ever. It was awesome. Like we did that. We, I used to, I talked about this in the original episode. I used to make board games out of Mario Kart. Like I would make my own Mario Kart like board and then we would play it. And like, you'd be able to actually pick up the items. And like, if you picked up a mushroom, you could, you know, advance five spaces and you know, a red shell, you could hit anyone in front of you and they'd miss a turn and stuff like that. And like, I, I was obsessed with this fucking franchise as a kid. And I, and I just think, I think every kid was, I think in some ways, like everyone, when you think of the super Nintendo, like you think of Mario, you think or super Mario, where you think of link to the past, yeah. uh, super Metroid, um, you know, super punch out stuff like that. Like, I don't know if Mario Kart, I think everyone likes this game, but I don't feel like this game gets the credit that it deserves sometimes. I don't know. I, I think too, like, the thing is, is that this franchise is just so, it's so iconic. And like most of these games were, and like, like I said, I think I had, I had my Sega first, then I got a PlayStation, then I got a Super Nintendo. Right. And I didn't get an N64 until it had been out for a few years. So I, obviously I liked my games and I enjoyed them, but kind of the, there was for sure like jealousy there because my friends had it. So I needed to go over to so-and-so's house to play it. Like they had it and I wanted it. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like this was the party game. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's for sure. Like, I mean, obviously well, it, still when the, is. it still is agreed, but like, like when Nintendo 64 came along, like then they added Mario party and they added Mario tennis and Mario golf and yeah, et cetera, golden eye and all those games and stuff like that. But like when you think of the super Nintendo, like, I'm I'm honestly open to if you outside of fighting games, which are a different breed, but like if you're not talking fighting games, is there another multiplayer game on the Super Nintendo that like stands up to Mario Kart? Like am I am I not thinking of anything? The like, the only the only other really multiplayer game is Super Mario World, but you can't play together. Right. Yeah. So like I I know there's gonna be someone that's gonna write in about like Uni Racers or something like that. <laughs> which like fair enough, but like Yeah. Super Mario Kart was the, it was the, like, when you had to, like, unless you wanted, like you said, if you want to play Super Mario World, or you wanted to play, like, Turtles in Time, or one of those games together, then cool, but, like, if you wanted to play against each other and have a game that everyone could play, it was Super Mario Kart, and we would just fucking play it over and over, and, like, I I remember as a kid, (laughs) it's gonna sound stupid, but being fascinated at the idea that, like, they decided to go go go-karting, and they invited Koopa Troopa and Bowser. Like it never, I never understood why they invited them. I don't, that sounds dumb. Maybe, I don't know, but like. Well, even at this point too, in this, in the nineties or late eighties, Mario and Donkey Kong didn't like each other either. Like it's, it's a very weird dynamic of people who hate each other and can be friends later. Yeah. Well, and like it is Donkey Kong Jr. So like did Donkey Kong like just drop his kid off at the track? For the day, it was like, I have to go to work. Go play. And then, like, Mario, Luigi, Princess, Yoshi, and Toad were like, let's go go-karting. And then Donkey Kong was there. So, like, all right, well, he can join your group. And then it's like, did they invite Bowser and Koopa Troopa, or did they decide to come on their own? I never – I always wondered about that. As I just I, – I, like, the, I became obsessed with Bowser during Mario RPG because I think he is the yeah. star of that game. But even yeah. in this game – and I never played as Bowser because he was too hard to play as, but I always thought it was so cool that you had the option to play as him. And I was like, why is he there? Like, it just bothers me to this day. Like, why the fuck was he invited? And also, Kate, why did they decide to make this game? Like, like I get that they wanted to use the technology and stuff, but who, who was like, we should just take all of our famous characters and make them go go-karting. 
Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's such a weird idea that someone had to have had in like a dream or something, but it, uh, it's, just, it's just crazy how it comes up because you have all of the Mario like platformers. So you have all these adventure games and you have a bunch before this came out. Yep. And then you have Mario Kart, which just opened the floodgates for you make Mario do anything. Yes. Mario can cook. Mario can play soccer. Mario can play tennis. Like Mario can fight. Now they have, they have like Super Smash Brothers. Like it's, it's insane. Whoever came up with this kajillion dollar idea to make Mario do something other than run from left to right. Yeah. That's, that's I wanted to, that's a great fucking point is just like, I feel like not like, not only does super Mario Kart deserve credit for obviously launching the Mario Kart franchise, which is worth billions and billions of dollars, but you're yeah. right. Like before super Mario Kart, you didn't have Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Baseball, Mario Soccer. And you're right. Now, like, he, this was like, I, I might be wrong. And if I am, someone's going to fucking yell at me. But aside from stuff like Dr. Mario and things like that, like, this was the first time they, they took those characters. And I don't want to necessarily say, like, humanize them, but, like, took them away from the platforming. And were like, look, they're just a bunch of regular characters that can do normal things. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then, like you said, it just spun everything. And I'll tell, like, there's obviously they were, you know, they wanted the game to do well, and the game did do well. And they were probably excited that the game did well. But when they started developing this game, no way they ever imagined. Forget even all the spinoffs, like the Mario Tennises and all that stuff. No way they ever imagined that Mario Kart would become, dude, Super Mario or Super Mario Kart. Pardon me, Mario Kart Eight on the Switch is Animal Crossing might have passed it by now, but without Animal Crossing, it is the best-selling game on the Switch. Like it sold more yeah. than Mario Odyssey, it sold more than Breath of the Wild. More people want to play Mario driving go karts than they want to play Mario being Mario. Well, and the best part about that too is that that game in reality is like eight, nine years old because it was on the it was on the Wii U. Yeah. So, like, and it's still the best selling game. That's fucking yeah, it's, like, it's, it's insane. It's wild, man. And like, I, I I still think we're gonna get a Mario Kart Nine before because the thing is, is like, if I'm not mistaken, Super Nintendo had a Mario Kart sixty four, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, and then the and then the the, the Game Boy Advance had one. The DS had one. Yeah. The 3DS had one. Yeah, they did. Um. And then the Switch got the Wii U one. And it, and admittedly, the Wii U one is spectacular. Like, it's Mario Kart 8. For sure. But, like, this will be the first console that doesn't get a brand new Mario Kart game if it doesn't get one. Aside from, And fuck off with your Virtual Boy. Get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> oh, well, the Virtual Boy never got... Like, I know I'm going to hear that. But this is the first time. And it's like, I just... I have zero... I just... I, I believe it in my, in my fucking... In the, in the depth of my big fat heart that we're getting Mario Kart 9 on the Switch before the Switch ends. And when it comes, it is gonna make so much fucking money. It's for insane. sure. I, I bet it drops with whatever Switch Pro. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, it's it's like the launch title for Switch 2.0. Yeah, whatever that thing ends up being. Um, yeah. Fucking sick, man. Like I'm looking at reviews online right now for Super Mario Kart on the Wikipedia page, and it's like. 9.4 9 out of 10 93 10 out of 10 9.5 10 out of 10 like it's just it's one of the best-selling games on the super nintendo it is one of the funnest games on the super nintendo it launched one of the biggest franchises ever i don't if you don't think the game holds up today 
I, I implore you spend half an hour with it. And by the end For of the sure. half hour, you'll be like, Oh yeah. Like the, me- the muscle memory will come back and it'll fit again. Um, I don't even, I was torn on if we should even revisit this game. Cause I was like, is there really even more to say about it? But I won't lie to you at the end of the day, I just really wanted to fucking talk Mario Kart again. Cause I just, yeah, this like every, we'll start wrapping this thing up, but like everything about this game is why I feel like the nineties were the golden era of video games. It's, it's fun to look at. It's fun to play. Everyone played it. It's, it's still, I still think it looks cool. It's just, it's, such a magic I, I really it's just such a magical game to me i adore this fucking video game i really no, do. i i agree with you 100 percent. it uh it brings back like at least for me it brings back a lot of what i remember as the beginning of my gaming career yeah like or career i guess I, I don't get paid to do it i wish i did but yeah it's it's it holds up honestly I, i'm just reading a point here that i never even thought of not only did this launch like all the mario spinoffs and launch obviously mario kart but like it kind of invented the cart genre like as a whole like i don't think there was one before this and no and, it was all just like like regular racing games like, yeah and I, I can't even really think of that many like well, excite bike yeah there was excite bike i mean i think f-zero came out before this but which was also nintendo um yeah. i mean like rc pro-am was rad like rad racer but yeah no you're right like this was one of the first big racing games and then you look and like diddy kong racing crash team racing sonic team racing all those all those kart racers came because of mario kart everybody saw yeah. how much money mario kart made and was like well we could fucking put our characters in go-karts you know what i mean exactly. like you can anyone could do it but this was the first one it says here that the guinness world records ranks it at number one on a list of the the top console games of all time based on initial impact and lasting legacy so it's wow. ranked number one and i and they're yeah they're i hadn't seen anything like this before i thought this was like i don't know i'm just we're just going around in circles now i just god i fucking i love fucking mario kart so much so happy it's such a great franchise um yep okay i think i feel good i feel better uh have you got if you is there anything else that i didn't think of that you wanted to rant about before we score this thing and wrap it up i don't think so i don't i besides again wanting to punch someone for tossing <laughs> me off that cliff uh in that one level honestly like this game it's it's uh what's a good word to describe it it's magical it's it is. It's 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 honestly it's a great game. I I I honestly feel like, admittedly, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I always I always throw that disclaimer out there. But like, to me, this game is like as magical as Super Mario World or Link to the Past or Donkey Kong Country or insert your favorite Super Nintendo game here. Like it's just like the memories I have of this game from my childhood are just so treasured. Like I just I I I I adore this game so much um yep. yeah all right well i mean how the fuck are we gonna score this thing um there's eight, oh no there's more than eight mario well there's eight racers so we'll go with that yeah all right. eight there's, characters yeah, yeah there's eight characters so on a scale of one to eight what would you score super mario kart uh honestly it's so good it's a good game in itself i'll give it a seven and a half because toad is only half a character <laughs> <laughs> well done i was trying to figure out a way to like because yeah i had that number I, I was gonna do seven and a half because it gets the super mario world tax where it isn't super mario world 
But I was yeah. like, I don't want to be morbid and be like, oh, I have to cut one of the eight racers in half to make it that. But yo, you'd fuck that's way better. Seven and a half because Toad's only half. Even though, I, fuck, someone's going to be like, Koopa Troopa is the same size as Toad. Fuck off. It's seven and a half because <laughs> Toad is only half a character. I agree with that. Although, I, dude, have you seen that picture floating around of Toad where they lift off his the dome? And it turns out that like the, his nostrils are actually his eyes. Yes. It's fucking, yes. I like. I have a hard time looking at Toad now because of that. I hate that. Nobody send me that anymore. I fucking hate it because I like Toad, and you're just fucking with them here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seven and a half. What a great fucking like. I I know what we have this effect on people with the podcast sometimes, but like I kind of want to play this now. Like I kind of want to fire up Mario Kart and play it now. I should. Uh, maybe I will. I got to make dinner, but maybe after dinner I will. Um, fair enough. Listen, Kate, thanks for, uh, you know what? As a Sega kid, you fucking brought the heat. That was nice. It was nice talking about a Super Nintendo classic with a Sega kid. That felt good. I feel like we're, we're breaking down walls here. We're changing the world. I, I, can't, I can't hate on a game that's good. And if you can't respect that the game is good, then maybe you've got your own issues to figure out. But yeah. Guy, I, grew up, I grew up with Sonic. I, I still am a Sonic fanboy, but I can, I can love the Nintendo. Fucking rights. Dude, why... Have you ever played? Okay, sorry guys, we're gonna end this in a minute. But like, have you ever played any of the Sonic racing games? Like, are any of them good? Like Sonic Team Racing or anything? Uh, if I get my fanboy card I just flaunted taken away from this, I'll be really sad. But I can't say that I have. Okay. I can't remember actually ever playing a Sonic racing game. Am I? And I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up and be like, oh yeah, except that one time. But <laughs> honestly, honestly, I can't. I can't say that i remember racing sonic am i not like am i the only one who's kind of like how did is it his whole gimmick that he's fast like i really thought that like i remember seeing some sonic racers and i just was like why is he in the cart like why isn't he just running and then maybe I thought, it's like, like it's like the flintstones he is running oh. he's got he's got his feet out of the cart well uh, yeah that's true eh? like they started that way uh, yeah um but like remember like in sonic 2 where they do the, you're running through the tunnel and picking up the rings, like in the bonus stages. Yeah, the emerald stages. Yeah. Like, I'm a little shocked that, like, we never got, like, a racer just like that. Like, just speed that up and just fill it up with care. Like, I just, I was always shocked that despite the fact that Sega was, like, the fat, like, Sonic was the fast, and I'm not shitting on Sega. I'm just saying, like, yeah. if Sonic, like, if his whole, if your whole shtick is, like, hey, our guy is fast, fast, fast. How do you not have a racer, like, to stand up to Mario Kart. I just, I'm just, I just, it always surprised me that there was never really like a, uh, like a, a well-known Sega equivalent on the Genesis. That's all. Yeah. But all right. I'm just curious. I've, I've always been fascinated by Sonic team racing, but I've never played it. So, um, anyway. Okay. Well, good enough. I'm going to let you get on with your night and I'm going to go make dinner and, uh, good, man. and drink something cold. Cause fuck me. It's hot in this room. Sure um, is. Oh Christ! Good stuff, Kate. Thank you very much for doing this. And uh, next time we have you on the show, I promise we'll talk about one of your uh, your beloved Sega Genesis titles. Yeah, no, fair enough. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. gonna do it for this week's episode thank you everybody for listening to the show i appreciate it very much and of course kate 
Thank you for taking time to give me a shout and talking Super Mario talk. Super Mario Kart with me. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm sorry that you were never allowed to play as Peach. That's bullshit, because she's awesome in this game. Uh, listen, everybody, if you're enjoying the show, if you don't hate it, I mean, you could support us on Patreon. It's only $2. There's over 100 bonus podcasts waiting for you. Two additional podcasts waiting for you every week. And they're all downloadable onto your phone. Plus, you can join our Discord. You can write in to play, play one, remake one, erase one, and do all those types of things. Blowing in the cartridge, all that. You can DM with me. You'll get a shout out. It's probably the best value in the history of the universe but i will say if you're listening on wednesday june 30th wait until tomorrow because if you sign up today you're going to get charged today and again on july 1st so sign up tomorrow july 1st you get the whole month of july for just that two dollars before you're going to get charged again and you can decide if it's worth your time patreon.com slash remember the game and you know what if you don't want to shell out the, the couple bucks i understand i don't ask for these that often but just leave us a good review on i on wherever you're listening that if it allows reviews I think those reviews help us. I actually might start a campaign where I'll release like a bonus podcast, just a one-time thing, if we can get so many reviews. Because I, I don't know if they help with the algorithm, but I think they do. And uh, plus, they just make me feel nice when I read good reviews. So you can do that. Um, and you can find me on Twitch. My schedule is completely fucked up now, so your best bet is to just follow me completely free. Look for Member the Game on Twitch, not Remember the Game, Member the Game. And then you'll get a notification whenever I go online and you can come by and see my face and make fun of me if you want. And I play games and usually rage and it's lots of fun. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's going to do it. I think we're going to shut it down right there. Game Patch is coming on Friday for our Patreons. We'll talk about all the biggest gaming news. Expansion Pass this Sunday will be my spoiler-free Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart review. And I'll be back next week with episode 156 of Remember the Game, which will almost certainly be Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link for the NES, which won our Patreon poll last month, and I just took too goddamn long to get it done. My apologies, but that'll probably be your episode next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. Stay safe if you're in this fucking heat wave. Look after each other. Look after your dogs. Don't do anything stupid. Fucking, nah, you know what? Our listeners aren't stupid. It's other people that don't listen. If you don't listen to Remember the Game, you're stupid. That's the point. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I'm churning out these days without all of your support. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And a couple of quick footnotes. I record this at the beginning of the month, so if you sign up during the month of June, thank you very much. You'll get into July's month-end shoutouts because we're over 300 people and I just can't fucking record this every week because it's it's a mile long. So 306 names, and I'm probably going to fuck a bunch of them up, and I'm reading them in a random order, so I don't know where you'll be in here, but a huge thank you to <gasps> Denny Proudfoot, Lukey Mole, Joshua J. Hazelman, Swanee, Dan Taylor, The Gray Bearded One, Borrow, Tunable Power, Eden Awaits 1981, Burger Rock, Benjamin Johnson, Jared Boshlian, Boshlian, Kyle Dodd, PP Poo Poo, Cuckoo Pants, Kaiser Dragon, Ryan Groinus, Rob Strothman, Astro Alpica, Daniel, The Shonern Honor, Trapper Keeper 1000, Leon Nabskog, Master Boyg, Darth Obvious, Paul Holder, Nerdy Retro Gamer 86, Daniel Stildum, Lee Evans, Kenneth Michael Brown, Emily Luna, Jerry Robinson, Franklin Jeers, 
Tristan, Game Nomad, Messi, David Moore, Broken Spoilers, Matthew Day, Plucky B, Super Dave, Owen the Game, Fur, Chuck, Brynamite, Joe Kirby, Dale Baker, Dale Baker again, Ian Watts, Jeff Bergeron, Paul, Ronnie Sachs, Hammond Egger, Josh Valentini, Chance McCoy, Sean Radford, Karth from KOTOR, Scott Roseberry, Shannon Willis, Astral Soul, Big G, Classic Crusade, Chris Dory, Russell Aldridge, El Sock, Adam Fair, Tom Maya, Oprah's Iron Fist, The Old Man of Gaming, A Sharp J, Lee Sparks, Zonko504, Scarlet, Kyle Bolton, Chris Freeman, Tom Calvert, Seth Mayfield, Jose E. Marco, Titan420, S2 Von5000, Bones02, Guest House Productions, K Cuz, Candido, Born to Do It, Daniel McKee, Dan Wagner, Elijah232, Joseph Gonzalez, Tim Chambo, Captain Cool, Explode Processing, Nathaniel Shelley, Swedish Fish, Omega88, Tent Sparkster, John DeShazo, Squints, Gary Heather, Corey Street, David Phillips, I Worked at Subway, Raul Aguiar, Joel LeBlanc, Johnny CCDC, Wolf Magic 2K1, Paul Zoe, Fob, Kerry Waka Waka, Ryan McCown, Trevor Seven Oaks, Mike Burks, Nathan Freak, Too Loud for the Crowd, Pizza Power, Matt McLean, Doogie, Logan Hale, Logan Hale, J McSee, <laughs> fuck. J Mix MC, Cody Poland, Murat Pepper, Spencer C. Weiss, Code, Chris Coplin, Electronic Emotions Program, K Jam, Lord Finish, Aaron Baker, Dane, Goth C, Good A, Mega Man 2 OG, McJr, Jafar, Rogue Agent, Kinslayer, Thor the Hammered, Stefan Fukasawa, Joshua Davis, John Byrne 86, Andy Hudson, Retro Bismol, Sam Wright, Seriously Rob P, Derpimus Prime, Mr. Me Seeks 406, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Wolfgang Darren, Boognish, Brendan Hine, Troik Zuniak, Brian Robbins, Ferdy Martinez, JP Retromania, AJ Freeman, AJ Jones, Kevin, the Anti Spatial Podcast, A Novel Console, M Felf, Zoo Troy, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, Sean Clifford, Pi Messiah, Jesse Clark, Kelly, Rodrigo Tomazi, Derek Jane, Mercury869, Mad Shibs, Potato Bob Guy, That One Kid Nick, Dana Wucherall, Amy Gillen, James Anderson, MPG and Buffalo, Pat Duddy, 8 Bit Booby, Poops Loomis, Raging Demon, Mr. Satan, Tommy, Tony Sherichetti, Silver Grunion, Peebs, Wolverine Films, David Schnatterer, Martin Greenwood, Dominic S. Thompson, Tim L., Adam Beasley, G9PSX, PB McFadden, Jared the Giraffe, Tim Real, Starl Probin, Jay Clutch, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L., X Water, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Ryan Bra- Bayshore, Christopher Russell, Mike Maloney, Defunct, Tommy Reynolds, Ryan Kinchin, Arpad Boros, Jerbear, S2S, Adam J, Zane Donovan, John Quack, Ryan Yeager, Morgan, Geek Life Radio, David Ray, Danny Vega, Tom Kite, Brian Medeiros, Andre SJA Flash, A-Town, Mark Jones, Nathan Tromblay, Chris Knife 007, White Burrow, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Brian Ransom, Mr. Nick, Michael Hag, The T-Word, Miklos Blackshaw, Aaron Lawson, Stitch, Dario Omen, Adam O'Sharello, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Craig Rutt, Leon K, Scott Brooks, Yamcha, Wyman Brooks, Chuck Schlarp, Chris Campbell, Brandon O'Brien, Mackenzie Wheeler, No One Carriage, David Thompson, Dan T, Aaron Cuphall, Adam Anderson, Ben Boucher, Matt Brown, Little Buddy Foo Foo 89, Mark 209, Kyle Paul, Vlad Steed, Nick Sills, April Zane, Alex Martinez, Brian McKay, Fraser Burns, The Good Enough Gamer, Jason Cortez, Kevin Hufford, Do How, Dylan, Jordan, Desert Tortoise, Joe Mack, They Call Me Badger, Kate Roberts, Luca Resconito, Divulk, Gary C., Andrew Wright, 
Rick Sheldon, Scott V, Charlie Medeiros, Ch- Josh Morgan, Chris Fleury, Doug Dorn, Evan Refuse, Slick Rick, Ben Bouya, Ashley Cronin Bitter, Nathan Warzica, Joe Gillespie, DNA Gaming, Dave McGee, Sean Razine, King Bahamute, Robert Lippa, James Clark, Chris Sumner, Keegs in his stupid arrow handle, Jeffrey Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Fake McHugh, Michael Mathis, Tyler Freezerburn, Stupid Monkey, Andre Sharonic, Ben Drinkin, Joe Buck, Todd, Makeshift Money, and Dave. Holy ass. Five minutes? Eh, fuck me. <sighs> it's best problem in the world to have. Thank you all so much for the support. Consider it a badge of honor if I fucked up your name, which is probably about two-thirds of you. Uh, much appreciated. Talk to you soon. Cheers.